seconds away. Hey Dave. Here we are. Hang on, I'm all tangled up. Fair enough. Would you like to uh, put a headphone in and see if this is making sense? I reckon it is, but let's do it anyway. All right. Now, welcome back to Australia. Oh, thanks, buddy. And welcome... Did we already get a welcome back to me in the last thing? I don't know if we did. Did we? We, we probably did. did. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can edit that out. We're at Gab's. Finally. 2015. How good does it feel? It's pretty good. It we were just lining up for tickets to buy some tokens, and I just said, this is it. Got excited <laughs> all of a sudden. Uh, and you, you've got one of the, the funnest beers going, a two-pot flat white. Yeah. How's that going for you? Is, what, what's, what's the actual description of it? So I think, think that's a, um, it's from Garage Project. It's a stout, and then there's... Uh, I think it's like a coffee stout. Yeah, and then on top they've got a cream ale poured through nitro. Yeah. Uh, to give it a, a flat So it white. sort of pours pretty much initially. It looks like a flat white. Yep. Um, and it's quite creamy, quite coffee-like. Hey, that's exactly what you want, right? And it's tasting good? It is tasting really good. Great. What'd I, you go for? Uh, I went for their Harvest beer, uh, and it's also tasting pretty good. Probably not what I wanted to start the day. I probably should have. Well, I think your one and two options weren't even tapped yet, were they? No. Bugger. So that would have that probably yeah. That set you back a little but bit. I was already standing there. Um, enough about us. Let's talk about what, what's, what's going on today. I don't really know. Well, neither do I. What yeah. are you looking forward to? Uh, I think I'm having a bit of a, a, just a wander around, yep. say hello to some people. We've got to actually. Um, fly off a little bit early don't we yes um, to record another interview it's all work for us isn't it definitely go 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 um, but I don't know if you listen, chats with some people a couple of glasses of beer yep uh, see what happens sounds like a good plan awesome um, and hopefully we're going to get some punters to come past and get their thoughts that'd be wonderful and I also imagine we'll be grabbing a few people better than punters to talk to briefly are you saying the punters aren't very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're saying the punters are rubbish. Uh, yeah. Oh, I mean, I didn't say that, but yes, that's what I'm saying. The, I mean, that's that's kind of that's our audience. So. Yeah, you've met him. Dave's gone and hustled us a guest. I don't, I don't muck around. DJ from Modus Operandi, welcome. How's it going, y'all? <laughs> uh, really good, thank you. How are yeah. you? Um, I'm doing well, you know, as, uh, as any guy could be for, for being down here for uh, almost, almost a week now and um, having a, a rager of a party every, every night. Um, we've been making the beer rounds around here in, uh, in Melbourne. Uh, been in a, a different, awesome craft beer venue. It seems like every... 30 minutes and inevitably trying the entire uh, selection. So, uh, yeah, things are good. And now we're, we're here for the, the grand final of the whole event. Well, you at, look fresh. Uh, you look at fresh. Gab's, I uh, <laughs> popped on a clean shirt today. I'm glad I'm fooling everyone then. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you get down to Melbourne much? Uh, this, is, uh, this is time number two for me since, uh, since moving here to Australia about a, about a year ago. So, um, yeah, it never, never ceases to amaze me, uh, this country, the kind of diversity of the cities. And, uh, and I got to say, like, Melbourne is, is a lot of fun out of all of them. Um, really, really good for us, uh, us beer lovers. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. 
Um, now we're at Gabs. You guys have got a stand. Um, I saw your crowler machine. Is that working today, or it's just for? We uh, we have the crowler machine down there just to to really show it off a little bit. Um, you know, it's 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 really been one of these things in our business that's that's been pretty instrumental in getting us to the place that that we're at. Um, you know, we we have have hopes and and dreams of running a uh, a full blown canning line one day. Um, but until we, we got to that point, uh, you know, just starting out, dialing in our recipes, hopefully building a little bit of a, a fan base, we, uh, we decided to do the, uh, the cannibals on top of the, you know, on, on the glass growlers we do to really kind of represent the package product that, that we want, you know, we hope to have out there one day in the, in the beer scene. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a really, really cool, um, cool idea that's, that's just worked really well for us. And, yeah, even though uh, it's, we're pretty um, excited to show it off. Even though it might be a means to an end, it sort of really has become like a, an outlet. Everyone recognizes the cannibals of Modus Operandi, so um, <laughs> it, it looks like it's a good thing. It's, uh, yeah, it's really become a stable for us. I, you know, even when we get to the point where if we, we do become lucky enough to have a full-blown uh, canning line one day, we're still gonna rock the hell out of those uh, cannibals. My uh, my little line, the uh, the biggest cans in Australia, never seems to get old with the punters. So, you know, we'll we'll, we'll definitely keep using that one. We've uh, we've been lucky enough to have some friends bring us cans on a, a few occasions, and yeah, we we're definitely they hold up well. Um, Travelling down and, and a few days in the fridge, they still taste great. So yeah, no doubt. Great. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. your festival beer, take us yeah. through it. Absolutely. Well. You know, funny enough, I'm trying it in its packaged form for the first time today. Um, we, we actually left um, Sydney before the, the beer was all the way finished and put in kegs. We, uh, we brewed a double IPA, a real kind of American-style hoppy IPA. So with that, uh, as we all know, IPAs fresh is best. So we waited until the last second, which is also... Um, a recurring theme in my life. If you <laughs> talk to any of my grade school teachers about assignments or anything, is wait to the last minute. Um, fortunately, in this case with IPAs, it, it really helps us out because today we're we're pouring this beer as as absolute fresh as possible. So, so with grade school assignments, fresh is best, right? <laughs> fresh yeah. is best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait it, wait until the last minute to uh, to get it out there. But no, we're. We're really happy about it. Um, I can see myself putting down several of these today, and uh, you know, hopefully, I'll eat something because it's it's weighing in at a, a nine percent. Um, it's a hefty one. It's a it's a hefty one, but uh, you know, tasting it, it's it's still fairly fairly light on the palate. If you guys want to give it a go oh, while I have it up here, in tips up shape. So yeah. oh, perfect, perfect. Well, thank you. Uh, hopefully, the alcohol will kill. Yes. <laughs> but. Um, so we, we brewed it to be a really sessionable um, imperial or double IPA. Uh, we a sessionable nine percent beer. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. You know, we we like a good time at Modus Operandi, and we feel like uh, the the higher alcohol beers really uh, you know act as a catalyst for that a lot of times. But also, you know, with the higher alcohol in this beer, we're we're really helping to bring out a lot of flavors of the hops. And, but it definitely uh, tastes under that. It's it's really really great beer. Um, <laughs> I was saying to Luke. In my trip, the best IPA I had in America was um, Pure Hoppiness from Alpine. Yeah, that's nice. pretty reminiscent of that. So, oh, um, well, beautiful. That's, that's a strong beer. Yeah. I, I take that as a, a great compliment. You know, um, 
Yeah, really, it's, it's, it's all about using the alcohol percentages to hopefully accent other flavors in, in the hops and the malt, and in this case, even um, the fresh fruit that we're adding into the beer, and, and hopefully, you know, meld them all together so you can't really pick out, oh, yeah, this says that alcohol burn to it, or, oh, this is just hoppy. Um, it's a really good blending catalyst. Well, so, it certainly um, is a, uh, an easy-drinking 9% beer, if that's such a thing <laughs> that anyone would want to associate. Yeah. It's a session imperial IPA <laughs> is the way I like to look yeah, at it. Putting that label on anything, people would just love that. <laughs> <laughs> We get some of your beers down here in Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, are the fans here going to see more beers heading down our way soon? Or? Um, as as we grow as a company, you know, we really really hope to to get beer to to as many places as we, we possibly can. You know, uh, we we really love our, our Sydney Sydney crowd up there, but um, you know, Mel- Melbourne's great. We've always always had really good responses to the beers, really good responses to all the events down here that we do. Um, you know, we, we really love being part of the, the craft brewing scene here in Melbourne as well as Sydney. So, you know, we're, we're going to try and, and, and have as many kegs come down here as we can. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's good news. Any more questions, Dave? Well, I don't want to take up too much of your time, yeah. so um, we might leave it there. All right. Thanks much so much. Much appreciated for, for the chat. Happy Gabs, guys. Great. We're here at Gabs still with Georgia and Leon, uh, first-time Gabs attendees. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you first very much. of all, how did you guys hear about the festival? Well, it's actually uh, Leon's birthday next week, so happy I him birthday, tickets. Leon! Yeah, I bought him tickets to this just as a birthday present. Excellent. It's a pretty good gift, right? Yeah, not bad. And I get to drink <laughs> as well. Good so also, awesome. <laughs> Are you a craft beer fan normally? Yes. Awesome. Yeah, what, what's what's some of your favourites that you drink at home? What probably was like uh, Coinda Black IPA is probably one of my favourites. Solid classic. Um. On top of that, like anything by Feral, they're always good. Um, and same as Moondog, they're probably like my three favorite uh, breweries. That is a strong trio uh, yeah, of yeah, breweries to follow. Yeah, yeah. big fans of those as well. What about you, George? Are you? Um, actually, we were up in Sydney not too long ago. We went to the Four Pines Brewery in Manly there. And from that, I just fell in love with their stuff. Their pale ale is just amazing. Four Pines Pale is yeah. a perennial classic. Yeah, oh, they, definitely. They won champion large, large brewery, brewery, which is exciting. Yeah. Oh, really? Award. Wow. So, yeah, mm, nice. you've uh, got good taste. Because <laughs> uh, uh, in the first time in a few years that it hasn't been CUB yeah. uh, that hasn't won that. So uh, that's good signs for the industry. And what are you guys drinking right now? What's, uh, what's in the paddles? A uh, big collection of things. Um, we've got... I think one of the strongest from the whole festival so far. One of them is a uh, Murray's uh, Craft Brewing Co. Brutus. Nice big Yikes. strong sixteen percent beer. Sixteen percent. Yeah. Wow. I'll yeah, be, that's yeah. this one down here, which Should is. Should be driving after that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, definitely cannot tell it's that strong. It's very very tasty. Great. Um, on top of that, we've got uh, Nail Brewing Flaming Lamborghini. No, Flaming Lamington. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite two di- quite different things. Yeah, I was gonna say. I, mean, I, I didn't think we were doing shots here today. <laughs> um, and how's that one going? Does it taste uh, like a lamington? Uh, you can't really taste much of the lamington, I find, but you can really taste chili. They've used a lot of chili in it, and it actually tastes like chili. Yeah. But in contrast, on one of George's paddles, there is another one with chili where you can't taste chili, but you can feel the sensation of like yeah, spiciness okay. afterwards. So, good That's couple like of examples of different two, uses. Two different yeah. chili uses, and both like. Yeah, vastly different. Excellent. George, which one's that on your paddle? Do you know? Um, it is the... It's number... 
What number have we got? Uh, Stab in the Dark, it's that one there. So. It just sounds like you're guessing. You're saying Stab in the Dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what Leon said before. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, no, sorry. It here? is. Which number are we, we looking go. at? Mexican Wave, yeah, I thought that was one. The Stab in the Dark's actually really cool. It's this um, sort of leathery flavour, so it's still got that coffee, chocolate, tobacco flavour to oh, it. Oh, nice. Really dark. But it's got kind of, it's, instead of it being overwhelming, it's kind of muted by that mm. leather sort of taste. It's cool. But the one we were speaking about before was the uh, the Mexican Wave, and it's it almost tastes like, instead of it being chilly, it's almost as if it's fizzy in the back of your throat, but it lingers. Okay, so and it's that's really done cool. by Renaissance out of New Zealand, who, um, I mean... They know, yeah, they, they know what they're doing. Or Absolutely. Um, but yeah, uh, chili's a tough one in beers as well. Yeah, so it's interesting yeah. to get two quite different sensations from it. Um, I'd, be, I'd love to, to know how they've used it differently and, and oh, definitely. To, to find that out. Um, so you guys coming to one session, all sessions? What's your... No, just today, 12 to 5, the Friday one. So yeah, it's a good but, one to um, come to. Oh, definitely. Yeah. We thought first off the bat... Leon's missing a class of uni. Yeah, <laughs> priorities. Being, yeah, yeah. being uni students has it's always been like during the time of the year where all assignments are due, all exams are due. So coming here is always kind of like a rarity where we're like, all right, duck in, all right, go back yeah. home and do homework Just now. a rest for your brain to recharge, right? Yeah, definitely. Because yeah. Yeah. come five o'clock, you'll be rested and prepared for more study, I yeah. imagine, <laughs> it's right? Straight home to study yeah. after that. You're <laughs> relaxed. <laughs> Pretty much exactly what's going to happen tonight, unfortunately, but we're going to be very happy because of all these beers. Yeah, Excellent. Yeah. Do you think you'll come back next year? Definitely. Yeah, Excellent. definitely. Yeah. Oh, well, it's been really great to chat to you. Much appreciated. Enjoy I hope you enjoy panels. the rest of your day. Thank, Thank you, you very so much. much. Have a good day, guys. Cheers, Thanks, guys. guys. See you later. Alrighty, we went to the old hands and we have got old hands. Not saying you guys are old, but... Pretty old. If you could picture the oldest hands, yeah, yeah. these are them. Right? We'll say experienced scabs. Uh, visitors, I think both of you would have come to everyone over the years. Uh, uh, I believe I've been to everyone, yeah. So uh, that was Adrian from the Sessionable Podcast. Hello. <laughs> you might know his voice, you might not. Hopefully you do, if you don't, listen to his podcast. And we have Brendan, who lives annoyingly close to Garage Project. Uh, uh, very, very close, uh, too close sometimes. I'm <laughs> sick of that beer. Terrible brewery. <laughs> <laughs> so Brendan, uh, for, I guess, you work for Beer Without Borders as well. Yes. Um, you moved from Melbourne to Wellington, the, the reverse... The reverse trip, yeah. Yep. But you're back for, for Good Beer Week. And it's, uh, it's going very well. Back back to my hometown and, yeah, getting getting involved. How's Gab's going for you guys so far? Well, first, let's go, Adrian, what are you drinking first? I'm drinking the um, the Doctor's Order Serum. Uh, rhubarb, ghost, sour, or whatever the hell it is. Is that a Gab's beer? Or is it just it's a, a Gab's beer, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, really, really good. Yeah, just super refreshing. I should have started with it, actually. What's the numbers on it? Is it uh, relatively oh, low? Uh, pretty low, yeah. Okay, cool. 37 or something like that. I don't know. 37 is good. Don't ask yeah. me. Okay. <laughs> and what are you yeah, drinking? And I'm just uh, having one of the Holgate's, uh, Holgate's beers, the, the Gatekeeper, I believe it's called. Just kind of like a hoppy, sessionable pale ale, like 3.5%. So, mm. oh, okay. yeah, it's quite quite tasty, hop forward. Is that that's, one of their stand? That's just from their stand. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Stand just from their stand. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I ha- cool. haven't actually had a Gab's beer yet. But, uh, yeah, neither have we yet. yet. Um, well, uh, as old hands at this game, what's your approach today? Are you going to try and hit some paddles or just have a wander around? We all like hitting some paddles, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, probably just see what uh, catches your eye. In the. I've got no set plan, though. Just uh, do it on the just day, Just take really. it as it comes, yeah? All yeah right. That's it. Yeah, I've got, a, I've got a few paddles planned, but it's going to be pretty flexible. Like, I'm, I'm going to do a few, few full glasses as well. 
I, yeah, I'm, I'm over the whole tr- trying to try ho- all 118 beers or whatever it is. Yeah, that's that's a lot of beers to try, right? Yeah, it's just really tough and like you just have to be very disciplined about it and I just want to kind of relax and hang out. Because last time you attacked all the paddle, all the beers uh, in five sessions or whatever, how many of the beers stick out in your mind? Like half five. a dozen? Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly so, yeah. Um, Gonna matter. Like, yeah. I, think, I think last year I just came in and, you know, I, I went in the Sunday session only and by then everyone was like, oh yeah, you should try this and this and this. So I just tried those ones. I think that's a good way to do it. Yeah. Like um, if you go into a later session, let everyone else tickle the beers and tell you what that was, was good and then just drink those. Yeah. I mean, that's my plan for Sunday. So yeah. Nice. Um, I love that you said you don't have to be disciplined about it as well. Like coming into a beer festival and being disciplined yep. it's just <laughs> why that seems like Bus a horrible scale. way to do it <laughs> um, so yeah I'm glad that, that uh, it's the way I like to do it as well is just come in and drink beers I remember last it might have been two years ago but last year I think it was uh, the sessionable producer um, went to build his perfect ideal paddle it was across a number of, of the containers and I think he came back about 35 minutes later so maybe <laughs> that's not the best way to uh, go about it I don't Disciplined. think yeah, yeah well yeah he's a disciplined man I guess yeah so any beers that you guys are looking uh, forward to to trying um oh, yeah no, I, I yeah I'll go yeah <laughs> I haven't had the uh, Akasha fire within yet yep which is like you know you know the story behind Akasha yeah there's uh, people that donuts uh, X Riverside Indeed. And this is effectively the triple four, like Imperial version of 44, but What's under the Akasha 44? label. 44, is that the... So 44 is their Amber Ale, yep. which is like one of my favorite beers. Yep. And yeah, this is just a really hopped up, bigger alcohol version of it. So excellent. looking forward to trying that. Um, I like how Brendan's just grabbed the program and just started scanning through to find <laughs> well, to answer I the mean, question. He <laughs> was going through an air of... Yeah, that could have easily gone unnoticed by the public. But no, no, it's great. It I like to call, call, okay. call this out. So <laughs> anyway, Brendan, what are you looking forward to? <laughs> uh, like, Pick uh, a number. number. Number all of them. Um, <laughs> no, God, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out soon, basically. Just, uh, so you've done no study at all to this? No, no. Great. Do it on the day. Yeah. I reckon it's yeah. a great way to go about it. Now, um, you're part of the well Wellburn crew as well, right? Is that accurate? That cringingly horrible <laughs> name, but yes, uh, Wellburn, there's many of us over. There's so also an Auckland contingent, but Wellington's clearly better. Are, so. are you guys going to fight later on? The Wellington <laughs> and Auckland? Or will there be a twister off for supremacy? Uh, I'd like to think Jenga will be involved, okay. but okay. Yeah, we'll wait and see. Um, quite a core, like, solid Wellington group, though. Like, it's interesting to see we all go over for Bivana. I think um, we've all been over there at some point, and now it's happening the reverse, and it's 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 great, right? Yeah, and it's it's quite interesting moving from Melbourne to Wellington, where here in Melbourne there's and in Australia there's such a hype around Kiwi beers, but it's not not often the case in 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 New Zealand where there's not a lot of Australian breweries available. Um, so it's great that you know talking to the guys that are over here, everyone's excited to look. Wow, well, I haven't heard of that brewery. I haven't heard of this brewery, and and even for myself, I've only been over there six months, and and um, yeah, there's there's a number of breweries I've not even heard of. So. I think I think for all of us, there's probably maybe five or six in there that uh, we wouldn't have heard yep. of. Without yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I know that Bees Without Borders bring Moondog across the ditch. Yes. How many Aussies go across through uh, um, Bees Without Borders? Yeah. Uh, just Moondog and Stonerwood. So, okay. And then um, is there a view to try and bring some more across, or is the supply is the supply too weak here for it to warrant it? Over, um, over the no, ditch? like if if the right right opportunity presents itself then absolutely I mean it's uh, obviously it's, maybe well seeing the um, people 
going pretty crazy for Stone and Wood um, over there. Uh, it says there's, there's definitely opportunity and people are excited to, like everyone wants to try new beers. So yeah, it's, it's interesting that there's only those real two breweries sending beers over at the yeah, moment. Yeah, I mean, look, there is also Mountain Goat and Little Creatures and Foster's, the great the great craft beer that it is. But, um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, this whole kind of craft revolution that's happening here hasn't quite pushed over to New Zealand in terms of the breweries available. So. Has, uh, has Foster's Classic taken off as much as it has here over there? Uh, I, I heard Melbourne Bitter was the rage here. But, <laughs> you know. I wrote a positive thing on my blog about Melbourne Bitter. So uh, I'm all for Melbourne Bitter. Hey, those guys are all right, huh? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> see you, CUB guys. Good, good friend to them. <laughs> all right, so we've just got a uh, final guest of the day, is it? Uh, the time would dictate, I think, yep. yeah. Uh, Jade from the Wheat Sheaf Hotel in Adelaide. Hey, how you doing? Welcome, welcome to Melbourne. Thank you. Um, and also, I guess, of the Weedy Brewing Corps as well. Indeed, recently. We've been around for almost literally a year now in terms of the brewing operations. And how's that going? Uh, fantastically. Pretty steep learning curve. I don't have any formal training as a brewer. And all I appreciated, that there was a lot more to it than, than home brewing. Um, uh, pretty steep learning curve, which has been utterly enjoyable. You know, I call it stainless and solitude. I've been behind bars for 24 years, as I say, you get less for murder. Um, and it is nice just stepping back and being involved in the process of making beer um, and walking the walk, as we say. You mm. know, it's great to source other people's beer and, and pour other people's beers and, and talk about them uh, and engage customers uh, about them. But to actually be able to make your own, have a concept for a beer, design a recipe, brew it, three weeks later you're drinking it. There's, uh, there's nothing like it. And brewing-wise, along the way, you've had um, some pretty handy mentors come in and show you how it's done? Absolutely. You could say that. It's, uh, yeah, it's extraordinary, the, uh, the, the quality of brewers that we've had visit um, and be able to brew with or, as I say, be schooled by. Um, and they, they get to play and have fun on the kit mm. and do stuff that they perhaps wouldn't do on their own kits um, and on a much smaller scale. And then we can remove their name if it, if it doesn't work out. <laughs> um, that hasn't happened yet, though, has no, it? No, it hasn't okay, touched. I'm, I'm sure it will. We're, sort of, we're, we're pushing it. We've done some, some pretty challenging things and risky things, kettle sours and brewed with anchovies and black mm. limes. And, How and did the anchovies turn, turn out? I don't uh, think I ever tried that. Extremely well. It's, uh, well, everything from social media that I've seen suggests that my anchovy is just beloved by everyone. I think yeah, it's it's you know, anchovies are the future, as we say. Right. You know, it's one of those last frontiers of, of, of craft beer. What sort of anchovies did you use? It each 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 batch has been slightly different. So uh, last this time last week, uh, we were brewing uh, the third of the anchovy series, uh, and we used a combination of. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I, I have to I have to <laughs> interrupt there. The third of the anchovy series. <laughs> the anchovy series, indeed. What's well, a beer podcast, ladies? <laughs> <laughs> It all started out as a cheesy pun, and it started out at, at Good Beer Week. So it was the first Good Beer Week, and I was having a chat to Kerry of Experience IT, the Bureau del Bogo importers, and we were drinking uh, my Antonia and, and discussing potentially collaborating with Leo from Bureau del Bogo at the Weedy because we were getting a little kit. And uh, what should we brew? Drinking my Antonia. And I said, what, what's Leo's region renowned for? You know, is there something chestnuts or, you know, olives or whatever? And uh, Kerry, you know, listed off chestnuts and olives. And it's like, well, they've kind of been done before. Uh, and then she said, anchovies. And I went, yes, we were drinking my Antonia, my anchovia, bang, done. And then it was like, oh, shit, now we have to design a beer around anchovies. <laughs> but figured, 
uh, salt, obviously, so it's salt and savoury, so you're going to go down one of two paths. One was an oyster stout yep. along those lines, uh, and the other was a goza. So for the first two years, the, the anchovy beer was uh, more roasty-based, so effectively replacing the oyster with anchovy mm-hmm. um, for salty, briny, savoury character. And then uh, this time last week, we went down the track of a goza, nice. but a black goza. Yeah. Um, and this time around, we just used fillets. So we used white anchovy fillets. Quite sad putting them in the, in the kettle, yeah, actually. Yeah. I was like, oh, you want to eat them first? And yeah. by coincidence, they came from uh, Leo's father's village. Oh, wow. perfect. He saw yeah. the packet and just went, oh, that is, that is fantastic. That's where my dad's from which was beautiful and, and purely coincidental. Um, and we, of course, used first word anchovy. Yes. Like the idea of the, chucking, the classic technique. chucking them in early, in, yep. indeed. You know, it's time to, to rekindle those old techniques. Yeah. Uh, whirlpool, you know, because we like the idea of them swimming around. And then threw a few token fillets in the hot back. So as we knocked out through some lovely um, Helga hop flowers, we also poured, yeah. them through some, uh, poured it through some anchovy fillets. In the past, we've also used uh, colatura, which is... It's like a, an anchovy fish sauce. Yeah. Uh, it's apparently very time-consuming and expensive to make, uh, and really quite intense in terms of character. So we've added a few drops of that as well. Yeah. Oddly, that all makes perfect sense. Of course it does. Yeah. It's, so it's one of those self, you know. In retrospect, it seems so obvious. Why haven't people been brewing with anchovies? Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And how are your your sort of local customers? I know I know the the Weedy has a pretty core cool group of of locals. Um, how are they enjoying your beers? Do you get much feedback from them? Uh, plenty. Uh, and I, I guess initially you have a somewhat of a honeymoon period. You know, every, the locals are really keen to support the Weedy because the Weedy's brewing its own beers. So there was uh, certainly a lot of, um, you know, a, a lot of goodwill. Uh, and it was our job to, you know, repay that goodwill with, with decent beer yeah. and hopefully much better than decent beer and really good beer. Um, and certainly the first few batches, you know, we had a lot to learn and, and there was, you know, they weren't, they were clean beers, yeah. but they weren't where we wanted them to be. Um, and people would drink them and say, yep, okay, it's a, it's a good start. It's a really solid start. And that's how we saw it. Um, but we expect, as do our customers, that, that each batch will get better and better as we learn the kit, learn the craft, um, that those beers will improve. And we've been very lucky uh, in terms of the, the brewers that we brewed with, but also the beer community in general. Um, even setting up the brewery, you know, if there was any, any issues or questions I had, I had a host of brewers that I could call on and mm. did. Um, and potentially they're assisting me set up my own brewery so I can brew beer and sell less of their beer. Yeah. Um, so effectively helping the competition, but it wasn't seen like that. And that, that was pretty special. Not many industries where you could just you know call someone, email someone saying, I need a, a post-war pool inline filter, what should I do? Yeah. Uh, and to get that, that, that help has been invaluable. Yeah. And I guess uh, that's testament to what you guys have done at Weedy and, and the, the reputation you have. Um, you know, I think even, even sort of down here in, in the Melbourne bubble, people look to the Weedy as being an icon of, of beer and so it's kind of a, I guess a fortunate position but also hard hard work for you guys. Yeah and, and uh, I mean it's certainly, um, we've been doing it for a long time so you know we've been uh, committed to, to good beer for 12 years uh, and we have been pouring lots of people's beers and supporting that beer actively um, mm. and I guess yeah it's really nice that, that some of that goodwill is now coming back and, and the brewers realise we're not going to stop pouring their beers, uh, we're still going to support their beers and yeah, uh, but in addition to that, so we see our, our, our brewery uh, as an addition to what we're already doing at the Weedy, rather mm. than a replacement for. Yeah. Um, there are some beers we'll never be able to brew, some beers we don't want to brew, yeah. some beers we'll give a, a fair old crack at, um, but the idea is always to pour them in conjunction with the best beers from around the country and around mm. the world um, and just add to the Weedy experience. I mean, our, our great um, uh, strength, I guess, is flexibility. So I call it fast and light. You know, we can, we can literally have a chat about a beer, develop a recipe, brew it tomorrow and drink it 
in three, four weeks. Very few breweries can do that. Uh, yeah. And all of our tanks are basically up, uh, up for that. So yeah. really flexible. We can collaborate with, with whoever we want. We can brew whatever we want, whenever we want. And that's pretty special. You know? So it's just augmenting what we already do. Uh, and there aren't many venues that can do that either. So we're in quite a unique position. We have the freedom of a contract brewer and flexibility of a contract brewer, but we also have our own stainless and total control over the whole process. Mm. Um, a big part of that too is quality. And uh, you know, absolute focus has been on producing the best possible beer that we can. Mm. Um, have cold, cold chain storage. So we've just built a, a massive 140 uh, keg, keg room. So we pre-chill our kegs, we fill them, they move two meters into the four degree cold room, they stay there, they go downstairs into the cold room and they're poured and they're done. Great, uh, that's which great. Which is pretty yeah. unique as well. Yeah. Um, so everything, you know, if we're not happy with something, we don't pour it. Great. Um, the cold room also enables us to uh, start compiling a library. So we brewed um, an Imperial Milk Stout with John Bogan uh, last end of last year. We held on to that for four months. Poured it, tasting good, but let's hang on to a, kegs, a few kegs for a few more months. Yeah. So we can just pick and choose. You know, it is. It's like walking through a, you know, a lolly shop and go, oh, let's, let's have that, see how it's looking. Yeah, if great. it's not quite ready, we'll give it some more time. If it's drinking well, we'll say, let's just, let's just push it through. So that brings me a little bit to my next line of conversation. We're blessed in Melbourne here. There's heaps of great good beer venues. Sydney's coming along as well. Brisbane's exploding. Mm. Adelaide is probably behind, but everybody universally mm. thinks the Weedy is probably the best craft beer venue in Australia. Brewers, punters alike, all say the same thing. So what is it about the Weedy? Uh, I don't know. I guess I mean we have been doing it for a long time, but it's 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 a personal, you know. Uh, uh, passion of mine I guess so it's, it's it's not just something we're doing for point of difference it's something uh, basically done to maintain my habit to put it you know bluntly <laughs> one of, you know if it can keep paying the bills and keep me doing what I love doing uh, and the rest of the team doing what we love doing then that's that's fantastic um, I, I think also we take a long-term view so it's always been about about education and again you know I learn enormously from every brewer who walks in the door and, and, and conversations with you know with writers and and punters etc you know, we learn from everyone but it's always been a focus of ours so from the beginning we've done the same thing with whiskey we have we have our own tastings so and we'll have quite critical tasting so we, we you know i believe we're the only place and the first place to do a whiskey faults session so we had a room full of punters so 60 punters who paid to drink bad whiskey which is an excellent thing as a publican it's um, a lot but, of people yeah. as well for such a thing like uh, indeed we, yeah. we will consistently sell out our whiskey tastings uh the last one we did, which was about three weeks ago, the Weedy Whiskey Sessions, we didn't even tell people what we were tasting. You know, we just said, we're going to have a, a Weedy Whiskey Session. It's a blind tasting. Come along. And I wanted to see how far we could push it, so to speak. And it sold out within three days. Right. Could be a Weedy Sessions, same deal. And they're quite often quite technical. So we try and uh, provide, you know, real technical information, but do it in a fun way and an accessible way. And it always involves, you know, tasting as well. So there's you know real real backup there and and I think that is a you know creates um, trust from punters and also uh, you know a loyalty as well. It's part of it's part of an experience. You come to the weedy to learn something um, and you know have have a bit of a play with flavour and all that kind of gear rather than just go somewhere to drink. Um, in terms of you know we respect the beer in terms of you know cold chain and handling and all that kind of gear. We're all about giving people as a, as much information as they can get. So I mean early days. Um, we had tasting notes for all the tap beers. Do you think we could find breweries that provided tasting notes on any of their beers? Really, really hard struggle. Even now, you know, you get breweries for it. For instance, our website or our app will have live 
tap lists on our, our app, which has been really successful. And those tap lists will link to brewery tasting notes of each of those beers. Same with our bottle beer list and our whiskey list and our wine list and our bands. Um, so people can, can, you know, they can read about what they're drinking. They can think about what they're drinking. And often they'll, they'll come to the bar instead of asking, what have you got on tap or what IPAs have you got on tap? They'll say, all right, so you've got three IPAs. What's the difference between them? Or why do you think they used Cascade over, you know, over Simcoe in this one? And I want something with Warrior. So it's just a long-term process of informing uh, customers and getting staff, you know, engaged and interested in it as well. Um, and I, I think as a brewer, the brewers appreciate that, you know, because we, we don't just want to sell their beer, we want to understand their beer and represent their beer well. Um, and the, the punters want to learn. Uh, most people are interested, genuinely interested in, in what they're drinking and why they're drinking it and why it's different to the next beer. Uh, it just historically has been quite difficult to find out good information about that and we've seen it as part of our role to help provide that information. Excellent. That's yeah, a great answer. It's, yeah, um, it's already considered probably the best craft beer venue in the country and if you're going to start uh, putting on vintage kegs and holding them for quality, then I think it's only going to probably uh, elevate from that. So that's pretty yeah, exciting. Yeah. For people um, outside of Adelaide, do you send your kegs around at all or are you going to start at all? Uh, for a good reason. So we'll send, if we collaborate with a brewer, then we like to send that, that collaborator a keg as a, as a thank you. Yeah. Um, it's a nice thing to do. Uh, and feedback as well. So you get feedback from the brewer as to you know what, how they think the beer came out and how they think we can improve it. Um, we've sent a couple of kegs, could be a week. Um, so the Pine of Origin SA. I heard the Wheat Bix beer was people raving about that one yesterday. So. Wheaty Bix, yeah. yeah, yeah, that, yeah. And that was our first crack at a, at a coffee beer, first crack at a breakfast stout. Yep. Um, and it's that, for us, perfect combination of, of a, you know, a pretty solid recipe with a cheesy pun and can't pass that up. So Weedy Beaks, it kind of writes itself, yeah. had to be a breakfast out. Um, and as long as we don't seek world domination with that beer, I think we'll get away with the decal uh, yeah, before yeah. we get a cease and desist letter. Um, but yeah, again, a pretty solid. And, and again, in a balance. So it was cold, cold drip coffee, one of the beer to taste like cold drip coffee. So quite, you know, subtle and balanced. And for the for the stout, the oatmeal stout and the, and the coffee to blend, not taste like an over-extracted espresso as some coffee stouts can. Mm. So. You know, I guess some of the, the, the punter feedback is that some of our punters expected us to brew much bigger beers. You know, where are all your double IPAs and your Russian Imperial Stouts and so on? And that, they'll come and we brewed a few. Um, in 55 batches we brewed, I think, 38 different beers. Um, but also we want to be able to make a good, clean Goza, a good, clean German Pilsner, a good, clean Pale, a good, clean, clean breakfast Stout before we start marking around, yeah. you know, with anchovies, for instance. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good mark of uh, how your system's going and how you're going as brewers, if you can make those good, clean styles Absolutely. well. If yeah. you can make a good Pilsner, then, you, 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 you know, you've probably got a good good handle on, on the basics, at mm. least. Um, and, you know, did, so to answer your, your, your other question, a few kegs around the junction's got a keg of the Tawny Porter. Oh, great. Which was an old Gladfield malt brew that we brewed for... Um, uh, Doug and Gabby, they came to the Weedy for a session on the yep. month, on the Sunday. Um, so near my house, so I can probably get that quite easily. Oh, that's away. on tomorrow. Great. So it's on tomorrow from then, and I imagine beyond. Um, so yeah, occasionally we'll send kegs around. We haven't sent any other kegs to any other venues in SA yet. Okay. That's just n- not to say that we won't. Yeah. Great. Great. Well, I'm conscious of time because we need to shoot off. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much, Jade. We Absolutely. I really hope to get back to the Weedy, and I know Dave, you haven't been there. So. Oh, I'm desperate to go. Yeah. Come visit, and you know, give me enough notice, you can come and have a brew as well. Oh, that'd be awesome. Hard to pass we, we need to lock something in for that. I think we so. Can play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy the Thanks festival, so Jade. No worries. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Cheers.
Welcome back, everyone. Let's just do a quick wrap. Gabs, so far it's been great. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's really, really early on the first session. But yeah. um, so far, so good. We've we hope you've enjoyed the chats. We've had some a few uh, interesting people. Yep. Um, I can't wait to get out to put the microphone down and stop recording and actually enjoy myself. Yeah, definitely. Well, not that it hasn't been enjoyable. Oh, no, it's been fantastic. But, but you know what I mean. Relax yeah. with a beer is, is the ultimate goal of yeah. today at some point. Anyway, we have a fun chat coming up, so stay tuned. Oh, I won't be on this episode. It'll be a different episode, yeah, of course. I hope. Yeah, um, stay tuned to our podcast. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. All right. Stay downloading the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, cheers, everyone. Enjoy yourselves.